0: Letterman, because he's a little offbeat, he doesn't really fit right, you right. know the, the mainstream popularity, right, cultural popularity thing. And so, he's so I like
1: him. all right, okay, here we go. Ready, yep. all right, everyone, welcome back to uh, From the Ridge, our very own Northridge podcast. This is our eighth awesome. episode we have recorded. And with us today is uh, a new stranger on the block, someone very yeah. few of us have ever met.
0: Yeah.
1: It's hard to miss him on a Sunday morning.
0: <laughs> I haven't been here for a few Sundays. I haven't
1: now. been here for a few Sundays, yeah. Yeah. but you're, you're a well-known presence. Matt <laughs> Delaney, yeah. uh, our former youth pastor, continuing to serve God um, mm. through the Salvation Army. Yep. Um, can you just give us a little taste of what God has been using you in and through yeah. in your ministry right mm. now?
0: Post, Yeah, yeah. Thanks, Northridge. yeah, Yeah, for sure. Um, as Nathan said, I'm not a stranger to Northridge. It's our home. It, it's where we yeah. call home, you know, for as our church home for our family and love it here. Loved our time here being on staff, love my time being on staff. It was very hard uh, to see that dynamic change, but we really did feel that God was nudging me certainly in a different direction that I didn't see coming. Uh, So, since that change, my role has definitely changed. (laughs) Uh, I'm not functionally in the role of a pastor anymore, as far as an employee goes. I work actually for HR. So, I'm in the HR division of Salvation Army. And, in, in really, really basic terms, my job now is to come into moments of conflict between employees, between officers. Uh, whether that be structural conflict, employment relationship conflict, and try to find a way to navigate people through that. So that could mean something as simple as a conversation. It could mean an official mediated discussion, uh, which ends up being agreed terms that people agree to. Um, and then sometimes things can get really serious and I'm involved in investigations. So oh, wow. it's been a real culture shift yeah, uh, and something that I feel quite green in still um but it's been good it's been a good learning experience and yeah look forward to to learning more and and learning more about how i can be a pastor in that role right right i mean
1: you've been a lifetime pastor so that doesn't just (laughs) kind
0: of go out the door try to shake it you can't get away from it
1: (laughs) (laughs) and so i'm i'm sure god's continuing to use you in even in I don't know, board meetings or whatever HR people do. I don't know. <laughs> meetings, lots of meetings. Lots of meetings. <laughs> lots of meetings,
0: yeah. yeah. But
1: while we have you on, yeah. uh, we had Robin on last time. Yep. And uh, what we have going on right now in our Sunday services is Jacob Piro our spiritual uh, and discipleship leader, is working through a series on discipleship. Mm-hmm. And so apprenticeship... To Christ is kind of this idea of what we've been working through and so I wanted to have a conversation with you Matt yeah. uh, and see kind of based on your experience being in ministry for 20 more than I've Too been long. alive. Too long, <laughs> Yeah, let um, push it. <laughs> coming across the table. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you, your lifelong uh, ministry and, and your own personal journey of yeah. becoming an apprentice of Christ yeah. um, and so The long and short of it, and if you haven't listened to either of Jacob's sermons, I highly encourage you to do so. Uh, They're both on YouTube. Um, It
0: makes us old dogs look pretty bad when somebody new gets up there and can hit it out of the park (laughs) like that. So props to Jacob. (laughs) Shout out to Jacob.
1: Um, But the long and short of it is that we are constantly being influenced by the world around us. Mm -hmm. Whether it's our environment, our habits, uh, or the people we surround ourselves with, we're being influenced And so Jacob's challenge is as an apprentice of Christ, we have to be intentionally working on our spiritual development and becoming more like Christ. And so even in the last 10 to 15 years, what are the challenges that you've Mm -hmm. seen that we experience in day-to-day life um, that impact the way in which our apprenticeship is being influenced
0: it's a, it's a good question, you know, influence, the whole idea of being influenced, what are we influenced by? And, hmm. and when you draw that lens back, the further you draw it back, the more, the more you realize that there's been so many changes in the things that actually influence us. Right. And with, so with that in mind, I, I think like, if I could narrow it down to maybe one thing specifically, I I really do think that the advent of social media, the advent of popular technology, uh, the way that uh, we digest technology. I really do think that technology has probably, in my case, for sure, and as I've worked with lots of young people, lots of kids, uh, I've worked with families in in my role as a pastor. uh, and, And in that time, I would say that this very thing that that has been brought in to help us, it's almost like this double-edged sword because the more I'm, I immerse myself in technology and social media, and certainly popular social media, though, those voices become more and more predominant as my my consumption of that media increases. Right. So as my consumption increases, uh, while I'm on this journey as a Christ follower, as an an apprentice, these powers become very influential in my life because they stimulate parts of me that I think are needs. Hmm. So if I I have an idea that I don't wanna let go of, I can use technology to bolster that idea. Affirm
1: the feeling that you need, whether it's social affirmation, whether it's a political view, or or something that I need this, this right or this, whatever this that or the other is. Yeah.
0: it's being reinforced yeah. the more you consume it. Yep. and and when I go back fifteen years, was actually a lot longer than than we think. I right. mean, I was in my early thirties. Uh, yeah. When I go, when I draw that lens back that far, the the amount of time that let's say I would spend on physical relationships like this, like talking with a friend, talking with a brother. Uh, bringing my concerns to a friend that I trusted. Hmm. My time with that, that type of a relationship was far, far greater than it is today. If I want a relationship with somebody, all I have to do is go online. I can find a trend. I can find a voice. I can find a stimulant, uh, a technology stimulant Mm -hmm. that, that I, I can allow speak to me rather than actually going to a physical person. Right. And it could be an anonymous
1: it could be. source yeah. online that yeah. a, a user yeah. on Twitter that you identify yeah. with and they just affirm your beliefs. Right. And it just sucks you further and further into yeah. this hypothetical relationship
0: that you think you're forming. Right, so it's like a false relationship. It's right. It's only based on what I want hmm. and what I need. So like when I was a kid, we used to have these books called Choose Your Own Adventure Books. (laughs) And you could kind of read along and all of a sudden at the end of a chapter, you would have one, two or three, pick one, and then you would go to this page and then you would read on, but it was all based (laughs) on your own opinion, on your own, maybe even a selfish desire. So the the very thing, the the technology that is in place to help us, if we're not careful, if if we're not cognizant, if we're not paying attention, to what stimulants we're allowing into our mind, into our heart, it can begin to really take your journey with Christ in a direction that might not be necessarily biblically centered hmm. or, or at least Christ centered. So I think that it's probably been the biggest influence, you know, that I, that I've seen and, and it continues to be an influence. Oh, yeah. It can, it, it picks up speed. And as we've been kind of, locked down in this COVID weirdness. Yeah. I think that that stimulate is even increasing even more. Yeah, you can tune into any
1: podcast, any sermon that yeah. fits your preconceived yep. ideas or expectation of who Jesus yeah. is, who God is. Yeah. And all of a sudden, your apprenticeship to Jesus, your journey in becoming more and more like Christ is the journey of becoming more and more like the Christ you want to see. It's like on Sunday, Jacob cited a a study from a university. And I I don't know the exact one offhand, but basically the professor offered a survey of uh, these different traits and characteristics. um, Like how would you rank yourself? Do you believe this, that, or the other? And then followed up with the same, but asked, does Jesus Mm. um, either identify or believe, or how would he react? And 90% of the answers were the exact same, Mm. which either they're really good followers of Jesus, (laughs) which maybe I'm a skeptical, maybe I'm just (laughs) pessimistic, or they've constructed this idea of Jesus that they've wanted to see, so to speak. And so I think exactly what you're saying in this world of technology, interconnectedness online, and a whole host of whatever the heck you wanna see or find. Um yeah you're going to find a gospel message that suits your needs and your yeah. your preferences. Yep. Um, yeah. Um yeah. There's a there's a quote from the sermon I want to ask you about and it, and it relates to it. And it's from a pastor from Portland called his name is John Mark Comer and it reads this, "Theology can be the mirror of
0: the soul." <laughs> that's another thing that we could talk a lot about i think Mm. Uh, my understanding of the word theology is is that it's this pursuit of the divine my understanding of who the divine is who i am in relation to that divine that's my understanding of theology so when i think about our what we just were talking about Mm. my soul reflects those things that i most deeply believe Mm. either about god or about my relationship to god. So if i allow my, the stimulants in my life to be my own popular culture hmm. or those things that i i want maybe even selfishly right. that becomes the lens by which my theology is built. So then my soul reflects that lens. So if so if i pursue only a certain let's say I follow three people and I only allow those people to influence my understanding of the divine, Hmm. then my soul actually reflects them. Whereas if I, if I always work towards what is, what is a biblical interpretation of the divine of Hmm. Christ as, as God's son, as God sort of with flesh and bones on, Hmm. if, if I work more towards that end, even if it rubs me the wrong way, Hmm you know the bible talks about love your neighbor as yourself well your neighbor is a person that you actually don't even like or even understand yeah if i adopt that then my lifestyle begins to reflect that but if i if i listen to popular culture that says oh you don't have to like people that treat you badly right then my life is going to reflect that mhm so it 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 falls off center if center is god's word right that I need to fight to keep that that way. Right,
1: it's a, it's, a, it's an old term, but the plumb line.
0: Yeah. Like yeah.
1: you're you're charting the course, you're charting whatever, you you have a plumb line. And it's, I think, easier and easier to have your own plumb line shift as based on your own beliefs, your own, what you've been taught online to believe, yeah. you've, and all of a sudden, this central message of the gospel which is Jesus Christ came and he is the way the truth and the life right like, you have a tendency to fall away from that i think more and more yeah and maybe it's even a time thing the amount of time we get consumed by online and the lack of conversation mm. yeah. that really exists real meaningful relationships yeah that have been replaced by this facade of relationship on online and keeping up with the your friends via pictures yeah. or posts or yeah um, you, yeah the well, void is being filled but is it truly being filled yeah it, and, and it what's question? it being
0: filled with yeah right and and is a is a human brain even capable hmm. of taking all that information in and being productive with it so if i'm getting all these different ideas and thoughts and facts hmm. that on, the online community is giving me have i taken consistent moments in my day to maybe be quiet Maybe mm. have a conversation like this, where I bounce an idea off of a actual living, breathing person right. that I'm now accountable to, because I have a relationship with you. Mm. If I don't do that, <laughs> yeah, then I I can't really land anywhere.
1: Mm.
0: You know, I can't I, if my center's off, and it's been off lots of times in my <laughs> life. I can't get that center back if I'm not if I don't slow down enough or for long enough to get that center back. Right. Right. Now, no journey
1: has been perfect in all of our apprenticeship to Christ have had their ups and downs, and uh, we uniquely discover uh, what this relationship with Christ really looks like, and Mm -hmm. you're a few years ahead of me, and (laughs) so I often look to you for advice, Matt. Um, But what are some of the practices? So Jacob talks about, okay, if we're not being influenced by culture, we have to be really intentional. Uh that were being formed into Christ's apprentice. Uh So what are some practices that you've kind of tried to institute in your life, you ideally would like to implement in your life, Uh or strategies that help make sure that we're not swayed off course by the challenges of the world, the thoughts,
0: the beliefs that circulate online, perhaps? Yeah, it's, it's kind of like the million dollar question. How do you <laughs> how do you stay faithful for the whole of your life? The, the mm. startling reality is that you don't. Mm. But we serve a God of grace that understands that He understands our humanity as mm. much as He calls us to the divine. He also understands our our humanity. Um, so I, there are simple things that work for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd love to be able to say they're real high tech or <laughs> profound, I really don't think they are. One of the things, actually, I'll touch on on a couple things first, then I'll I'll, I'll end with another thought. Just reading the Bible, mm. like, it, like I know that we say, read the Bible, pray every day, and you'll grow, grow, grow. That's that old church kind of mm-hmm. song or lyric. Honestly, just reading the Bible, mm. just saying, I'm going to pick three minutes. I'm going to pick five minutes. I'm going to pick one minute. I'm going to pick a moment where I look at a, maybe if you're an, onla- an online junkie, look at a, a scripture verse online. Hmm. If you can be deliberate enough of just opening up up God's word and just say, I'm going to read this. I accept that that nothing may come of it. I may just read it. Understanding that that book is alive—that's one thing that I've accepted. Hmm. God's word says you know it's living and active, right. right? Useful. It's useful. So keeping that one practice in line for me has really worked. Uh, have there been days and weeks where that I've grown dry hmm. and and quite literally heard or sensed nothing? A million percent, right? A million percent. But I find over time because I've accepted it as a living document. If it goes into me, it's doing something inside of me. Hmm. So the voices that I hear that I think are from God, they begin to reflect those things that I read. So just Hmm. reading the Bible, just picking a a time in the day that works for you. Morning works well for me.
1: Do you you try to read the Bible the same time (coughs) every
0: day? Same time every day, anywhere between 5.30 and 6.30 every single day.
1: I won't be that early. (laughs) But I know it's even a practice. I... I struggle with. Yeah. Um and yeah. it's a, it's we're also informed by our habits and and this is a bit tangential but Jacob talked about that. But the yeah. more you do your practice your habits yeah. the easier it becomes yeah. and that's both ways whether it's becoming more yeah. like the world and the habits of the world but it's also in scripture if you're doing it daily yeah. there comes a point yeah that it feels like there's something missing when you don't. Yeah. And I've been in those yeah. moments but
0: Anyway, just an well, encouragement, I guess, to people. But even as an athlete, like you're an athlete, you, you understand- Well, that I don't- b- Well- Easy there. <laughs> <laughs> okay, anybody that's in athletics, <laughs> anybody that's ever been to a gym and, and taken it far enough to see re- a result- Right. You you know that your body has muscle memory. So I hmm. think, I believe that our hearts and our souls have muscle memory. They, they kick in old ideas that we have digested. Hmm. So I think that- putting that as a general practice in our lives. And and Lord knows it's boring at times. Like it's literally <laughs> boring. You're just thinking, why am I even reading this? Like I'm not right. getting anything out of it. And and then similarly, prayer. Like some people would say, and I mean this with the deepest amount of respect, some people would say, well, I, I only pray by myself, or I only pray this way, or I could never pray out loud, or I could never go to a prayer meeting like i would never go to a mm-hmm. prayer meeting i'll i'll commit myself to prayer and i don't mean to make fun of that but i was fortunate enough to come to christ at the age of 17 where everything was new to me and i i had this privilege of hearing people talk to god hmm. different people you know ethnically diverse people people from different parts of the world people that were different even different languages different colors everybody prayed a little bit differently and as a young believer, I heard that. Hmm. So it gave me room to say, I can pray in the way that I need to pray. Uh, and when I pray out loud, I can be honest. Hmm. So keeping those practices of not just my own per time of prayer, prayer, but going to some, and this isn't a sales pitch or anything like that, but, but I mean, our church has one time a month that we put aside and we just say, we're, all we're going to do is we're right. going to take an hour and we're just going to pray. And if you don't want to pray, just listen. Just be quiet. Listen to somebody else's voice, because inside of every person's voice, certainly people that have the the new birth of the divine inside of them that's at work, you can hear it Hmm. because you hear that interaction. So having those moments where I just you just got to take those opportunities. Uh, I'm I'm pretty picky with the times in the day that I eat. So when we do our (laughs) prayer meeting at church, it's when I eat. So I I actually (laughs) don't like that time, but I put that time aside. You know, oh, yeah. ev- every month. And I've missed one or two here and there, but I really enjoy it. And and the more that mm-hmm. I do it, the more that I enjoy it. And I think kind of the last practice, and I to go right back to the whole relationship thing. Hmm. I'm big on relationships. I've got time. it feels like I I know too many people sometimes because I can't hide sometimes. <laughs> sometimes I'd like to hide. Well, you're the last guy who can hide anyway. <laughs> yeah, so it's pretty hard to hide when you're <laughs> when you're a bigger, bigger guy. <laughs> But keeping relationships, keeping relationships in mm-hmm. your life that are young and old, letting young—I'm 49 years old this year—letting the Nathans of the world still speak into my life, letting uh, the Alan Grills speak mm-hmm. into my life, letting my Persian friends that aren't on a journey with Christ speak into my life. I've had different seasons of my life where i I've, I've been accountable to certain people. Mm. I don't know if Alan Grills is gonna watch this and, and he'd be embarrassed for me saying it. But I've been meeting with Alan Grills for about four years now, almost mm-hmm. every single Friday. Right. Just just to listen, just just to bounce ideas off of them, to pray, to be frustrated with things. Having those types of relationship in my life consistently and not leaning solely into online relationships as as my primary, mm. but actually having physical conversations like this as my primary. So I think that those three things, I mean, you could go on and on about different patterns, Mm. but I think really those three basic things, um, Mm. having relationships with a diverse group of people, especially people that have the same journey as you, but also people that don't. Mm. Staying in God's word, and then just taking every chance that you can to pray. Pray. And if you don't know how to pray, I go on walks in the bush in the morning. Lots of people Mm. know that I do that. And I literally, I just think, and, and that's my prayer life right. when I'm in that space. But I think that having those those three things has mm-hmm. really helped me. I think the key there is
1: is having those figures, which is like the Allens in your life, yep. that those foundations of faith that you can go and ask the real questions for. Yep. That everybody should have um, fellow believers that they journey life and yeah. converse through things with yeah. Accountable to the word, accountable to God yeah. in prayer. But, um, yeah, it's an encouragement. To, uh, I think it's encouragement to hear Matt that it's
0: a journey, it's not, it's definitely <laughs> a journey and sometimes a real bumpy one, right? You know, it- a- and even on that, and, and we've probably said enough, but uh, <laughs> there's been times of prayer that have not been all that dignified hmm. for me. Um, Moments where I've been afraid, moments when I've been very angry, moments when I didn't want to have anything to do with God, hmm. much less read my Bible. Right. But those those seasons of learning that you can be honest, that, hmm. that you don't hide anything, and in your hiding, you're not hiding <laughs> anything from God, and right. he still invites us back in to that conversation Hmm. and and in a way the fact that he's left us with this document that we call the holy bible it's this in this open invitation that he didn't go anywhere right he's there all i have to do is open it up and be deliberate and wait a while you know and bounce ideas off of people Hmm. so
1: well thank you matt i think it's an encouragement i pray that it's an encouragement to people who listen that it's yeah, it's, it's a decision to just, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going yep. to commit um, to these uh, habits, practices, and sure. relationships yep. that will form me more and more to the image of our Lord. And yeah. so um, thanks for coming on. Yeah, thanks, thanks for, for joining yeah. us. Yeah. Um, yeah, and again, if you haven't listened to Jacob's sermon super, super great message last couple weeks. So was, encourage you to do so. Was, yeah, and yeah. so thanks, Matt. Yeah. yeah and uh, thanks everybody. Take care.